0: And um, I know the last few episodes, I've talked about how I need to record um, more episodes. <laughs> and um, my, uh, my recordings have been, have been kind of sparse here. So um, anyway, I'm going to do my best to, to get more episodes out. Um, I have been doing a lot more YouTube videos, um, which have been um, getting a ton of um, just uh, good reactions. But more importantly, it's been good for people. And it's also been good for our business as well. Um, and so uh, I've been doing a little less podcasting, but I do, I looked at the podcast stats, um, about two weeks ago and there is a ton of people listening to the show, at least what I would view as a ton of people, um, listening to the show. Um, I think, uh, there's, it's not quite there. I I I feel like I'm fudging the numbers a little bit. It was somewhere between like 1500 and 2000, um, listens per week, at least that I could track. Um, and th- those numbers are kind of a little bit uh, wonky. So I don't think it's actually counting um, our iTunes downloads, which is probably the place where most people are listening. So um, I think there, there could be multiple 1000s of people listening to the show every week. Um, and, uh, and so I just want to make sure that I'm giving you guys fresh content and, and keeping you up because this is really the place where I, I, I talk in a more long form manner, I'm a lot uh, less, um, scripted so you can kind of hear from my heart and things. And, um, so anyway, I'm gonna do my best to, uh, to do more episodes and to, um, not let the show be like uh, one episode every once in a while, which is kind of what it's been like, um, for sure for the last few episodes. So I'm gonna do my best to be a little bit more consistent here. Um, but I want to, I want to catch you guys up on, um, on the last conference that we went to. Um, and so, uh, we have uh, an MLM conference that we attend um for our company so i'm sure all of all of you uh, listening you've got your own uh, conference either one or two or three or four <laughs> a year um, i used to attend five per year in our first company which um was excessive now we do one a year um, that the company puts on and at some point i'll probably do uh, we'll probably do our own rebels conference um right now we just uh number one i don't i don't think I don't think, it's just not a good time. (laughs) Uh, Rebels is too much in a growth mode for me to take out as much energy as it takes to put on a good event, Um, and so we're just not going to be even considering it for uh, probably a year or two. But um, anyway, I want to give you my thoughts on on the conference that we went to, and um, uh, that was just about a week and a half ago, so uh, about... 12 or 13 days ago, um, we left San Diego to go to the conference in Salt Lake City. And um, it was a two-day event. We were in Salt Lake for five and a half days. Um, and, you know, some of it was uh, it was all for, you know, a meeting with our team and things like that. And then we left immediately from there, went to Chicago for my sister's wedding celebration. She got married in the first um, month of COVID. So, like, no one really knew, like, was you know, what was going on yet. So there's literally eight people at our wedding. And so she did a wedding celebration, um, uh, this past week and we went there. So this is my first day back in San Diego. Um, and Holy cow, we are super, super glad to be back. Um, (laughs) uh, sometimes people ask like why do you live there right because california can be a little bit wonky with certain things um well san diego is it's it's, it's a much more laid-back atmosphere than like la if you hear some of the crazy stuff going on in la or in san francisco like it's not really happening in san diego um san diego is a lot more chill much more of a surf and skate culture um and uh, there's just a lot of business owners out here and um so it's a really really cool environment um But the weather is mind-blowing, as you probably know. So, like, we were in Salt Lake City. The first two days, it was real sunny. And it felt like, man, we didn't even leave San Diego. We got these beautiful mountains, and sunny, and, you know, we could live here. And then it turned into Salt Lake weather. And it got cold and rainy for the next four days. And we're like, this sucks. So we got on a plane, we flew to Chicago, and it rained um, and was gray for, like, four of the six days. And the other two days were, like, crappy. Just, like, not raining. And so when we came back to San Diego, we're like, oh my gosh, you know, this is why we're here. (laughs) And so we're just super excited to be home and to be back. And it's totally different traveling with a baby. So we took our baby to the conference. Um, and, uh, and that was, uh, that was a trip. Um, we flew in Ashley's parents to take care of, um, our son and, uh, it, Semi worked out. Um, I would say that definitely worked out when they were there. It's just when they were gone. Um, we probably will never do that again, but we basically had to do that because we backed up these trips to, to one another and we weren't in control of either of the dates. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll do everything, everything in our power to never uh, do that again because that was a ton of just effort. Um, and just huge kudos to, to Ashley uh, because she took care of Bellamy um, a lot and. Got a horrible stomach flu while we were gone, so just sapped of her energy, um, you know, just crazy. Um, but anyway, so we go to the conference, um, and I would say overall, uh, the conference was okay. It was okay, um, you, you know. I most I've never really been to a company event that was that good, like a company like of an event put on by um, an MLM company. And so when events are put on by, like, corporate people instead of the reps, they're always missing the mark. Um, And I would say that was the case with our company event. Um, Now, interesting, right, it has really nothing to do with how strong a company is. Like, the reason that we are in our company is because we believe in the stability of it. Um, And the stability comes from the finances, comes from uh, the way the compensation plan is structured, comes from the management team that runs the company. Um, that's why we're in our company. So I don't judge the validity of it based on the event. However, um, a lot of people unfortunately do. Uh, and I don't think that's incredibly smart, um, because I've been to some really amazing events that the, the company is shaky and vice versa. So overall, uh, I don't think the event was that good as put on by corporate people. There was a lot of, um, a lot of people talking about product launches and they gave the, the biggest Uh, people in the company that give the biggest ranks, like 15 minutes to talk each, which is, um, I think, completely idiotic. um, Because these are the people that can really, you know, cause someone to stay in for years or their whole life. Um, And yet they were like, they spent all the time doing other things like launching products and things that no one really cares about. Um, So... That part's there. Um, I think the 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 quality of how they put everything together was really good. So like the the AV, the audiovisual, um, the way they set the room up uh, with circular tables um, was all good. They did a Saturday night party, like a gala, and they you know had a really high quality you know dinner brought in and uh, tuxedos and dresses and all of this stuff. And that one that was really well done. Um, so that's a that's a plus for sure. Um, you know, thankfully our team. Uh, is very strong um, because of two things. Number one, we build our team like I teach you with Rebels. Um, So no one gave a crap what happened at the event. (laughs) So like our team didn't get any sort of negative effect at all um, from the event. Um, Number two, we have a really good culture. Um, And so that is 100% learned from our previous company. And I've given a lot of credit back to them and to that team we were part of because they taught us how to build culture. And so we have a very good culture on our team. And so the the low quality of the event itself didn't affect us in the slightest. Um, however, if someone walked into that event with a crappy culture um, or without a really solid game plan on what that team is doing to build, um, this event could have been bad. Um, and so, you know, if you're listening to this and you are a corporate person in an MLM company or you are a rep with the ear of corporate people. um, (laughs) The reps have to run the event. It's just, it has to. Um, With the position that our company is in, um, you know, we just went through a a bunch of acquisitions. We just bought a lot of companies. They're trying to make everyone feel welcome and stuff like that. So even though, you know, we have the ear of corporate people and, you know, uh, my really good friend is the top earner in the company. He has the ear of uh, the corporate people as well, of course. Um, even though that's all the case, the corporate people still decided to run the event, which was, a, in my opinion, an incredibly stupid move. Um, so if you have that ear of someone cor- in corporate, uh, or if you're a corporate person, like let the reps run the event. Uh, they probably know what they're doing a heck of a lot more than corporate people. And uh, there's a reason that corporate people are corporate people. Corporate people have jobs. Reps have businesses, and um, it's a completely different mindset, and the sales force of that organization is ultimately other reps, so you can't motivate reps by talking corporate. It's just a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a bad, bad, bad slap on the wrist type of thing to do. Now, fortunately, most reps that have built teams know how to do damage control, and um, also know how to build that culture. So uh, what we did is the second night, so the first night we came in, which was uh, Thursday, we met with like our leaders, if you will, we game planned things, uh, talked about, um, you know, the, where the, where Rebels was going, um, uh, st- worked on eliminating incongruencies. All these different things, right? The stuff that you talk about with the, the top people in your team. Um, went out to dinner with some people that showed up early after that. And then Friday, uh, did the event, first day of the event. And then we went and uh, went into a, we, we got rented. a. <laughs> this is funny. Rented a hotel room, um, uh, like a ballroom. And, uh, then it turned into, um, the presidential suite at the Hilton, which was, um, pretty funny. And we crammed into this room, brought in a ton of food. Um, and, uh, we were going to basically just do edification, recognition, have people share like why they joined rebels and our team and stuff like that. And then that friend I referenced, um, who's the top, top North American earner in our company, um, we were talking and he showed up, he wasn't supposed to come. He had dinner plans with someone else and, um, the dinner got delayed. So he just showed up. And so, you know, I basically had him talk for like 40 minutes. And he told his story. He just 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 killed it just completely brought the house down it was incredible. People were just enthralled with every word he said. He gave a ton of uh, credit back to rebels and how we do things. And um, that was really, really cool. And uh, then we had people get up and share, like, why they joined Rebels and stuff. And so people started sharing their stories. Um, and what was really cool is, like, you've probably been in rooms like that before. But the difference here was that each person, most, most everyone in there, had heavy uh, experience in the industry. Um, and they're also, most of them are very successful um, either in the industry previously, currently, or successful in another area of life. Um, so... These are not like low leadership quality people, Um, you know, just to give you some basic backgrounds of some of these. I mean, we had people that own extremely large businesses. I don't want to give detailed numbers because some of them have asked me not to. Um, Some of them own extremely large large businesses um, in the the multi-nine figures. Um, Some of them are very, very large in the real estate game um, with, you know, monthly incomes well into the multi six figures. Um, some of these people are uh, other types of business owners that do quite well for themselves, you know, in the six figures per year. Um, and uh, lots of like mid to high level corporate people. And so the quality was extremely high. And their reasons why for joining rebels were very sensitive around the fact that they could actually get the results of network marketing without all the bad stuff, right. And we all, we all, we all, at least listening to this podcast, we all get that. But to have a room of those people sharing that story um, from their vantage point was really special. I would say <laughs> 60% of the people cried, um, which is, you know, perfect. <laughs> it's exactly, it's exactly uh, what you want is to have that, that emotional connection with people. Um, and then thirdly, we did some cool recognition. Um, so we recognized a bunch of people, um, people that were, played an integral role. In Rebels from the, from its inception, we had the the very first guy who bought into Rebels uh, was there, and uh, we got to have him share, which was so cool, um, and uh, kind of share his role um, as Rebels has grown. Um, and then we started what's called the uh, Rebels Legacy Club. And so, for anyone who um, in our team who sells one hundred thousand dollars worth of volume. Um, and that's where I'm referring at that as rebels volume, um, because that directly translate into, translates into team growth. Um, so whoever sold, sells a hundred grand worth of volume, we, um, entered them into what we were calling the legacy club. And, um, we gave them this super dope, uh, custom, um, Puma jacket that we had made. Um, it's Navy blue with white stripes, um, it has, mlm rebels legacy club embroidered on the front has legacy embroidered on the back and that has spots for patches and every time they sell another 100 grand we give them this really sick looking patch and they put it on the jacket and there's these um, spots that are woven into the fabric to show you where to put the patch and so once they sell a million dollars um then they move into the next club, um, which was super cool. Um, so we gave out the first few of those jackets, which was a lot of fun. Um, gave out some patches and things like that. So that was cool. People were crying. Ah, that was amazing. Um, then Saturday was uh, so the highlight of the whole weekend was Friday night for sure, for sure, for sure. Saturday the event, the gala. Um, Sunday um, we uh, some people just hung out, had fun. Um, one of our programs is called Expert Closers, and so um, the, the guy ahead in charge of Expert Closers did a training for the people that wanted to stick around and do that, and then we hung out on Sunday night, and then Monday night, there was a final Expert Closers training. Uh, some people did some calls and stuff, um, and uh, some people you know joined the team that day and stuff, which was really cool. So, um, yeah, all in all, that was kind of the event in a nutshell. Um, Highlights, for sure, culture building, you have to do that. Um, uh, Second highlight was, not that I've questioned it in the past few years, but um, it became very, very clear to me that this is why we do what we do, uh, because people were so appreciative of uh, being able to get the results that either they're getting now or that they will be getting soon, but they don't have to do any of the, the bull crap that all of us don't want to do. So, um, yeah, so it's a lot of fun, but anyway, hopefully that, uh, that was a cool recap for you. Um, but anyway, we love you guys. We appreciate you. I hope you're having an incredible day and, um, I'll see you in the next episode.